Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast brought to you by eToro. I'm Sam North, the trading school lead here in the UK, and I'm joined by the main man, the one we all want to hear from, uh, Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Josh, how are you doing? Yeah, hi, Sam. I'm good, thanks. Um, it's great to have you back this week. How How is the web summit? You, you weren't... Our listeners missed you missed you last week, so let us all know how you got on. Yeah, it was great, great experience, great experience. We were out in in Lisbon in, in nice weather, eighteen degrees compared to the freezing temperatures of the UK. Uh, but it was good. We were interviewing some of the CEOs of of these incredible companies or, or relatively new companies as well, and, and talking about their plans and the different sectors that they're in. It was yeah, fascinating, inspiring actually. Um, yeah, really, really good opportunity. Uh, we're actually. Uh, our listeners won't know the exact time we record this, but we're we're doing this a, a little bit later than usual. As I was stuck in in York last night, I was do, delivering a um, a seminar for the university, and uh, the the last train home was was cancelled, uh, which was a bit of a bit of a shame. But silver lining, York, beautiful city, so I got to see a little bit of that last night um, and then this morning as well. Uh, but you can't win them all. How about yourself? Anything anything new? Um, are you enjoying? the reopening or do, or do you need like a, a couple of weekends off now yeah i definitely need a few weekends off yeah no the, the reopenings it's it's really nice great to see like i say a few times everyone back out there um getting back out enjoying life again it's not actually very very nice weather today here in sydney but uh yeah a couple of weekends off before we before we uh before we narrow down on christmas so yeah, I'm not having any complaints about weather, by the way, for the next four months from you, because you're about to go into your summer and we're going into 4 p.m. darkness every day. So we'll be sat here filming the podcast and I'll just be sweating filming the podcast <laughs> yes. every day. With your flip flops. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of the podcast, I guess we should get into it. Um, let's discuss, uh, well, Disney reporting today. Um, so that would be, that'd be useful to sort of, get an idea of what's going on there and, and from a selfish point of view um I'm, I'm keen to see what happens with disney but also a little summary of of earnings so far uh we can also get an update on elon musk and and the tesla situation on twitter which is something we've got to touch upon and then i've got a couple of themes or six themes actually that i'm gonna offer to you uh, and you give me the the two that you think will perform best over the the, the next sort of six months but yeah apologies for for doing this this later um stuck in york can't be helped unfortunately well yeah it doesn't sound like national rail in the uk to council trains anyway um but no yeah lots to cover again today and our main man elon musk is back in the mix on the poddy so yeah elon if you're listening just just hit us up and we can all talk about it over uh, a nice meal somewhere um first up then oh yeah absolutely first up earnings season so I was, I was away from markets last week um only just sort of checking my phone every now and then but monday morning looking at the charts and sunday evening markets on all-time highs in, in the state so overall what we're saying quite quite good then 
Yeah, it, it's been a strong earning season so far. Um, we had a few misses from those sort of top names in sort of Apple and Amazon, but ultimately we're still seeing some huge earnings growth across the board. And, and, and you said it, Sam, that that's why we're seeing these US indices trading at, at record highs. Um, again, we, we've come off in a little bit in the last sort of few days, but you know, I think that's sort of um, you know, probably necessary. On Monday, the S&P 500 closed at a record level for an eighth consecutive session. Um, that's not happened since the 90s. So having a little bit of a pullback, I think, you know, having a little look today, you know, we've got the NASDAQ down 272 points as we sort of near the close, the S&P down sort of 45 points. So, yeah, I think it was expected that we would sort of have that, that slight pullback coming through. But yeah, overall, it's been it's been good so far. We've seen some huge revenue growth. I think what's really important to remember um, is that we we've got some pretty easy year over year comparisons as well. Um, ultimately, uh, going back to sort of twenty twenty, the, the sort of the growth that we saw was obviously decimated by sort of COVID. Um, so so those year year over year comparisons are, are relatively easy. Um, Talking of revenues, that the Q3 revenue growth rate so far has is, is been around 17.3%. And that's well above the average of, of the 5.8% um, on, on that we would usually get over that sort of five-year average, as I mentioned. So, as I say, so far, so good. We've still got a few names trickling through, but yeah, you've got to be happy uh, so far. And that's why we've seen these markets at record highs over the last couple of weeks. So far, so good. So it's a one one sort of big name for me that I'm keeping an eye on is, is Disney. I mentioned earlier, quite selfishly looking forward to, or hopefully looking forward to to that coming out. Um, however, you know, it doesn't always go to plan. Holders of Snapchat and, and Peloton can can testify to that with their earnings um, reactions recently. Um, but what we what we expecting for for Disney? What what's the sort of the the, the view you've got at the moment heading into that? Yeah, so I think it's twofold for for Disney really. Um, so obviously they've got the reopening side. You know they're going to benefit there from the parks and the recreation revenue rebounding, uh, higher foot traffic coming through. But then that's likely to mean less demand for Disney Plus, right? It's it probably never going to work that you're going to have a, a huge increase in, in both numbers because if you've got people going to to parks, you're you're not going to be sat at home watching the the TV either. But um, Look, they've had a pretty poor 2021 so far. You know, shares are down around three and a half, four percent. So they've well underperformed the sort of benchmark indexes. Um, so going into the report, I think the focus is going to be on subscriber numbers. I think that's the the, the big um, point for Wall Street, and it's expected that growth will actually slow down from Disney. So we will see subscriber numbers grow, but it's just not going to be at the same rate. The, you know what we did last year or earlier this year you know so the subscriber numbers might still grow to say five million from say four million let's say um you know but you're only growing by x percent rather than say the hundred or so percent that you saw sort of last year um and i, and I think although that's sort of obvious um that, that that growth rate should probably slow down with the reopening come through wall street doesn't tend to like it um we saw that with sort of netflix last year when that happened um, and you also see it with Amazon uh, a fair bit as well, right? So, you know, with Amazon particularly, you know, they're still making billions of dollars each quarter, but the growth is just slowing down from um, from what we had previously. So it, it's just that, you know, Wall Street doesn't tend to like 
or when when that growth slows down and and you see it really often in the fang names when they have cloud growth and the cloud growth is growing but it's growing at a you know slower rate than what we saw the month before so subscriber numbers is, is is very much the same however um having said all this i think they've had some headwinds we saw this with netflix in regards to production um and ultimately again if we use netflix as that comparison it you know we we know it only takes one big hit to really get back on that train again and, and that was obviously squid game for for them so after earnings this week they've they've got sort of disney plus um day on friday which basically will show new content um and content has essentially soured a little bit you know in, in the last sort of uh, few weeks and um, months and and that's why you know subscriber numbers is is sort of expected to, to sort of slow down so that'll be a key one to watch but the bottom line is that Disney streaming business might have hit a rough patch, but the parks business is benefiting from improved demand after a pretty strong, obviously, summer season in the US, lower cases, uh, higher vaccine rates. Um, And ultimately, the, you know, the Disney, the Disney streaming service, okay, if we have seen a bit of slower growth, I think it's transitionary. I think you know going through to next year we see a pickup in content they'll spend money like netflix have done and you see that sort of come back through but ultimately right now disney's media and entertainment business is the biggest revenue driver and that's where the street's going to be looking and i think it's going to be coming in slightly lower than probably what people have expected yeah no fair enough interesting um let's get to get to know josh gilbert a little bit more i want a one word answer you can only have one streaming service netflix or disney you're saying uh netflix yeah i'd agree with that i'd agree with that for, for me uh now i'm super excited for for this part um elon i know you're listening somewhere aren't you um but uh, let's talk about elon musk and uh his twitter poll i mean what on earth are you thinking about it let alone what is he thinking about it it shows how important twitter is for fast-paced news being aware of that over the weekend by the poll was was fascinating seeing how that sort of unfolded. I think nearly 4 million people voted or something, wasn't it? Uh, and it also shows what a marketing mastermind he is. But try to break it down for us. What's, what's your take? My first take is, you know, what, what are you doing? I couldn't remember. When I saw it, I just thought, what is going on? We This world is now in a simulation, oh, right? One of the richest men in the world asking whether he should sell 10% of his company stock. Um, but yeah, you know. And the second thought is then surely he can just manipulate that poll, right? You know, he's the richest man in the world. So if he wants influence on it, he's whatever outcome he wanted. A couple of bots to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the outcome is, he would have have been able to make that in my eyes. But we've said it on the potty before, you know, please someone get the man a PR manager. (laughs) Just like these footballers do when they tweet the same thing each week. Just do that. Just Elon, just say, yeah, um, love the Tesla. Look at this, amazing. <laughs> just just tweet that like the footballers do. Oh, we go again next week. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's a, he's a mastermind, right? Um, everyone in the world has been talking about Tesla uh, this week. And everybody in the market was watching Tesla pre-market on Monday. And I mean everybody. I was on Bloomberg watching Bloomberg and watching CNBC this week and it was every analyst that came on okay so what do we think Tesla's going to open at pre-market where do you see Tesla um and that was it you know everybody would have had their fingers on the pulse watching how it opened um and look either way um for listeners that that probably didn't know he actually Musk had had a big tax bill coming due from the 23 million stock options awarded Mm. in 2012 
Um, they have vested and expire in August 2022. And he was always going to sell some stock before year end um, because, you know, okay, unless he obviously takes out lots of loans and, you know, to, to be able to obviously pay that debt probably doesn't really make sense. But with the tax bill that's expected to be north of around about 10 billion, um, as I say, selling that stock over the coming months is not a surprise. Although, holding a Twitter poll to sell 10% of the stock is, is slightly bizarre. But as we said, that can only happen to one company, one man, one CEO yeah. in the world, and that is Musk. And I think, you know, what is important is that if you own Tesla and you're a shareholder, you, you sort of come to understand this. It's either him tweeting about Dogecoin, you know, going back earlier last year, or it might even been this year. He tweeted saying Tesla's share price is too high, in my opinion. You know, that's absolutely crazy coming from a CEO of a company. Um, but we know he's going to be extravagant. We know he's going to be vibrant. He's going to say what he thinks. Um, you know, he's very, very active on, on Twitter. So you've got to deal with that uh, when you go in. And if it's, it's part of that research right now. If you're researching a company, you've got to research and understand that he's going to tweet and it could affect the price. But we had uh, we had Dan Ives on last week, um, who gave us some great insights into Tesla and EV. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, you know definitely recommend it. It was a great episode. Um, and having a little look today, Dan has, has actually moved his price target up on Tesla to eighteen hundred from eleven hundred dollars. Uh, so he set it to to outperform. So they obviously see this as sort of ripping that plaster off, ripping the bandaid away. Um, getting it out of the way, you know, s selling it off. And, and by the looks of it, it was rumoured that he could have sold it uh, in yesterday's US session on, on Tuesday, which was, um, it was stock was down about 10%. So it was sort of rumoured that he could have been selling it off in, in that session. Um, but ultimately, I think he obviously now, Dan sees it as getting it out of the way, back to the fundamentals that Tesla will ultimately drive this EV adoption uh, and moving forward, um, you know, they'll continue to thrive. We will get Elon Musk on the podcast. We will get Elon Musk on the podcast. We will get Elon Musk on the podcast. I said it three times, so it's got to happen, right? Um, Everybody, everyone that listens, go and tweet Elon Musk and him to come on the podcast. Just keep tagging Etoro and us boys yeah, we need, and we'll get him on. We, you know who we need? We need the she, Sheba army. Yes. Over and tweet him every single time. Uh, that's what we need. Uh, last up, so I said I'd, 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 I'd give you six themes. Six themes that um, Ben Laidler and I were, were sort of discussing on our Monday weekly outlet that should perform quite well. But it'd be interesting to see what what two you'd go for it was like a six month horizon, something like that. So number one, crypto assets. So you've obviously got the, the sort of the crypto portfolios, copy portfolios on there. Carbon trans transition. So you're looking at sort of the renewables copy portfolio. We'll go electric vehicles as well, driverless. Uh, the metaverse, which is, it blows my mind, by the way. Um, so that's one to consider, uh, which has got the in-the-game copy portfolio for people to, to have a little look at. We'll go reopening stocks as well. Maybe they're going to start to kick on again. Uh, got travel kit, copy portfolio for that. And number six is China. Uh, and you've got China Tech and, and China Car. So, so what, 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 what two are the top of your, your list? Um, so I think if we break these down, I think for me, EV and, and driverless, we obviously spoke about Tesla there anyway. Mm. It's had a nice end of year rally. Um, and I think there's that longer term horizon to it. Um, you know, EV, I think Tesla's what up, you know, 60, 50% or something in the last six months. I can't remember off the top of my head, but same goes for renewables. They've had a really great year as well. Um, so I think for me in a six month period, 
Um, I'm not sure I would be going there right now. I think it's got, again, a, definitely a longer-term horizon, for sure. Um, and, I, and I definitely think, um, even within the next sort of couple of years, that they're still great, great options. Um, I like the metaverse idea, but I think the hype is slightly past for now. Yeah. You know, we had... Um, you know some crypto assets like uh, Decentraland, which rallied to five dollars and then has pulled back quite quickly to about two dollars fifty. So again, lots of stocks, and you had uh, Nvidia up ten percent last week, and quite a few of those names have already had a bit of a bounce. Again, I think it's long term opportunity, but next six months, you know, um, I'm not sure, uh, you know, how much that will play out. I think that initial hype has come through. Longer term, will cut will come through again. China, um, a little bit too much uncertainty right now. We've got China's Singles Day coming up um, over the next sort of few days, which is a really big part of the Chinese economy right now. And we tend to see billions and billions of, of dollars of sales coming through there. But again, you know, I just think in the next sort of in this short window that we've got, if we're saying this six-month period, I think China has a bit too much volatility, a bit too much yeah. uncertainty right now for that that sort of period. So that then leaves us, I think, with probably the two that I would go for, which is this sort of reopening trade and then crypto assets. Um, I think crypto assets, even if they have a strong month you know, or two, gain 50, 100, 150% in that time, you don't have to worry about them for the next four months, even if they sort of, um, you know, consolidate over that time um you know you don't need to worry about it i think the global adoption is really starting to take place but we've still got a long way to go with with crypto assets but i think we, we should see a really strong couple of months i mean um i wasn't convinced that that tim cook was saying he owned crypto assets i'm not sure if you've seen the interview he was sort of saying that he'd he'd played with them in the past he might have he might own them but again that's another huge step forward the the, the biggest company in the world and the ceo owns crypto so again a really really important step there um and then you've got the reopening um option as well and i think that's really then going to shine through you know, looking back last week and we spoke about earnings earlier, but Airbnb were up 13% last Friday, record revenues. Avish shares more than doubled um, off good earnings. Booking.com beat earnings estimates as well. So lots of names coming through. We had uh, airliners that jumped last week as well because we had news from Pfizer last week around its sort of COVID pill that they're sort of developing. So lots of positives coming from that reopening reopening trade and i think it's got room to move within the next sort of six months look i don't think there's you know huge opportunity there in terms of massive gains but i still think there's that short term option that you can benefit from um because we've got virus cases dropping globally um we've got higher vaccine rates and you know ultimately the the reopeners are, are out of favor they've got depressed earnings recovering earnings as we saw last week and cheap underlying valuations. So there's a great opportunity there. Having said all this, you, you did post on Twitter, Sam, that um, that COVID cases are slightly rising in Europe. So that could throw a spanner in the works and make me look a bit silly. But I think, yeah, for me, it would be crypto assets and uh, the reopening stocks, reopening trade for the, for the next six months going into early next year. Nice one. Well, we've got to remember as well, maybe in a month's time to, to review the second half of the year predictions we did um i gave you a little update not long ago and you're doing very well uh, especially as you, you we can't predict certain things anyway um 
you, you talked about Avis there. Guys, anyone that's still listening, go check out that chart from last week. Incredible uh, candle on, on that day that it did uh, over double. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you very much for, for, for joining us, guys. We'll be back, of course, next week. Um, you can head over to the Toro Academy where you can find loads of information on there as well. Guides, you've got all the podcast webinars that you can sign up for as well. Uh, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your, your week and I'll see you uh, next Wednesday. Uh, thank you, Sam. And thanks everyone for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.